Welcome to the One Year Daily Chronological Bible Studies Podcast. This is Rodney Harrier, your host. If you are looking for a fresh and easy approach to read through God's Word and understand it, you have come to the right place. By following these chronological Bible studies, you will understand how the events, characters, and writings fit together in their proper sequence. What you learn can change your life forever. This is day 24 of Chronological Bible Studies. The title is called, A Ferris Wheel Life. Today's Bible reading, Genesis 28, verses 10 through chapter 30, verse 43. When it's wintertime, if you don't like the cold snow and ice, you might want to go to a warm place and have some summer fun. What would you like to do? Tan on the beach? Slide down the tubes in a water park? Ride on a Ferris wheel to enjoy the stars or lights in the evening? Speaking of Ferris wheel, in a different way, life is sometimes like a Ferris wheel. What goes around comes around. Whatever we do, good or bad, it returns our way. In our last Bible reading, we learned about Jacob's deception. He tricked his older brother Esau into trading away his birthright for some stew. Jacob caught him in a weak moment when he was hungry from hunting all day. Many years later, when Isaac was old and blind, he wished to pass on the firstborn's blessing to his oldest son Esau. Isaac told Esau to kill him a deer and prepare some venison for him to eat, and then he would bless him. While Esau was in the field hunting deer, Jacob and his mother deceived Isaac into believing Jacob was Esau, the firstborn. Although Jacob received his father's blessing, he and his mother forced God's will. When Esau returned from the hunting, his father told him that Jacob craftily stole his blessing. Now Esau hated Jacob. His hatred was so fierce that he wanted to kill him. Jacob's mother sought to protect her favorite son. She convinced Isaac to send Jacob away to Haran, northwest Mesopotamia, to find himself a wife from her brother Laban's family. This would give Esau time to cool off and establish his own life without Jacob, which he does. Another reason for Jacob to find a wife from Laban's family was the preservation of God-fearing people. The Hittite women in Canaan distressed Rebekah, two of which Esau married. The Lord doesn't want his people mixing with other people who worship idols. Isaac reveres God and wants the Lord's continued blessings on his descendants. Are any of us lonely and single? Are we willing to jeopardize God's blessing on our future children and us by marrying someone who is not a genuine follower of Christ? How will our children come to know God? Perhaps they will follow the godless ways of our spouse. We shouldn't sacrifice the desire for companionship of someone who doesn't revere God. If we feel compelled to search for a mate, we should search in places where the godly are more likely to gather. If we compromise with the world, we might lose out on the blessings of the Lord. Let's make godly choices. On his way to Uncle Laban's house, 
Jacob stops to sleep. In a dream, he sees angels ascending and descending a stairway that reaches from earth to heaven. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Genesis 28, verses 16-17 through 17. Jacob calls the place where he meets with the Lord Bethel, meaning house of God. Here the Almighty makes an unconditional promise to Jacob in a dream. He says, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Genesis 28, verses 13 through 15. How does Jacob respond to God's generous offer? He responds with a conditional promise. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey I am taking and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's house, then the Lord will be my God, and this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. Genesis 28, verses 20 through 22. Jacob doesn't know God and is bargaining with him. Do we bargain with God or do we trust him? The Lord is good and he keeps his promises. There is no need to make deals with him. Do we know God? He promises spiritual life, forgiveness, and peace to those who trust his son to save them from their sins. Jacob deceived Esau and Isaac to get Esau's birthright and blessing. Now in today's Bible reading, like a Ferris wheel which goes around and comes around, Uncle Laban would deceive Jacob. The young man travels to Haran, meets a beautiful young woman named Rachel, and instantly falls in love. He asks his uncle if he can marry her, and he consents for a price. Here the deception begins. Jacob serves seven years for Laban's daughter Rachel, Finally, when the wedding night comes, Laban switches her for his older daughter, Leah. The next morning, when Jacob discovers Leah in his bed, he is confused and furious. When he confronts Laban, his uncle claims it's his cultural duty to marry off his older daughter first. However, if Jacob completes the seven-day marriage ceremony, he will also give him Rachel. But Jacob must work seven more years for her. Frustrated but deeply in love, Jacob agrees to the terms. Not only is Jacob deceived in marriage, but Laban also swindles him in his employment. When the time of service for his wives is complete, Jacob wants something for his family. Laban agrees to trade some flocks of sheep for Jacob's labor, but he keeps changing the agreement's terms ten times. Here is a lesson for us. When we deceive others, they may deceive us. What goes around, comes around. 
Having two wives causes a lot of trouble for Jacob. Jealousy and contention are in their home because Jacob loves Rachel, not Leah. Leah and Rachel begin a competition for the number of children to bear for Jacob. It's a matter of pride and gaining his favor. They even marry off their handmaids to Jacob, so the children they birth will count for them. This was culturally acceptable. Because God allows Jacob to have four wives, it doesn't mean God endorses polygamy or condones it. Later, God officially forbids the practice. See Leviticus 18.18 and Deuteronomy 17.17. From the beginning, God approves monogamy, a loving relationship between a man and his wife. Proverbs 5 verses 18 through 19, Malachi 2.15, and Matthew 9.4-6. Jacob bears a lot of strife for having multiple wives. Another lesson we might learn from Jacob's life is that we shouldn't show favoritism and set up a competition between family members if we want peace in our home. As much as possible, although we may love each one in different ways, we must try to love each one equally. Let's not give any of them cause to doubt it. Here are some takeaway lessons. God keeps his promises. There's no need to bargain with him, just trust him. Do we know God? He promises spiritual life, forgiveness, and peace to those who trust His Son to save them from their sins. We shouldn't compromise with the world and lose out on the blessings of God. Let's make godly choices. What goes around comes around, so we should be honest with others. We should also pray to God instead of being deceptive and conniving. If we want peace in our home, we must not show favoritism and set up a competition between family members. We need to love each one equally. Focus verse, Luke 6.38 Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Join me for a prayer response to today's Bible lesson. Dear Lord, you are a God of order, not confusion, and you know what's best for us. Praise your name for giving us meaning. You give eternal life, forgiveness, and peace through Jesus and your Spirit. May our testimony and the blessings you return to us draw others to be a part of your kingdom. May your will be done, not ours, so we may glorify you and have fewer troubles. For our daily bread, besides meeting our needs, please give us the desire to be devoted to you, not deceptive. Help us remember what goes around comes around. Thank you for your grace and for helping us come out on top when we rely on you. Forgive us for going our own way and depending on ourselves. Help us forgive others who use us. May we seek you first and let you defend and supply our needs. Help us remember the devil is the author of confusion, and we should be wary of him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Looking ahead. What goes around comes around, but is there ever an end of struggling for Jacob or us? Find out in our next lesson.
You can find a written record of today's Bible study at www.chronologicalbiblestudies.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you can receive the episodes as soon as they are available. Thank you for joining us. Remember, go with God and He goes with you.